Yo, it's Lucas, and this is Modern Haunted. and talking in a similar spot to the last couple places that I recorded. Similar scene, similar geography, geology, similar flora, fauna, green, lush, Mexican. Mexico is green. Everything about it, like the flag, the the color of my experience down here has been green. Uh, green both literally like it's green uh, and green in that it's just new. It's new for me. This podcast is new. Everything I'm seeing is new. Everything feels new, which feels cool being 30 and still trying to bring this learner's mindset to life. Uh, I still, I, I think traditionally in our culture, we are, we see schooling, the schooling phase of our, of our years as the learning phase. And then we transition into this more fixed mindset of, and now I know I have my beliefs on the world and boom, I'm set. And I'm trying to bring this more childish, innocent growth mindset, learner's mindset to the world. Um, anyways, we out here green, we trying to tap into flow state. We trying to channel the daemon right now, uh, which is what I'm doing and I'm starting to get there. This morning, I had my first interview. I guess interview is too formal for this platform. It was a conversation. I met a lady at the coffee shop who just appeared like a modern hominid. We talked for 20 minutes and I was like, hey, I make a podcast. Would you like to be on it? And so we set a time uh, Sunday at 10. Uh, so this morning, whew, the, this was the first obligation I've had in about a month. Shout out privilege. We met up Sunday 10 and just walked and talked uh, casually, almost just using this platform as an excuse to talk to a cool human. She was a cool human, a modern hominid. Uh, I haven't released the episode yet. Yeah, by the time y'all are listening to this, it probably will be released. And what's on my mind right now is, do I edit it? Or do I just show the raw, real thing, how it was? That's what I want to do here. I'm not trying to be something. I'm not trying to be this manicured, perfectly sculpted, fine-tuned podcast. I am just trying to share my story. I'm trying to just express improvisationally. I'm trying to, spoken word, speak to what is alive to me. And what is alive to me is the conversation I had this morning. Uh, we started to dip into culture, into wokeism, into cancel culture. Uh, we were talking about school. And she goes, one of the reasons she pulled her students out of uh, the traditional education system in England was because, to quote her, something along the lines of the LGBTQ plus ideas are trickling into schools. And she is a very progressive woman uh, and really thoughtful. I loved our conversation, um, but I didn't necessarily resonate with her on what she was talking about. And specifically what she was talking about was um, gender norms and... Uh, how you identify your pronouns. And she felt like 
starting in elementary school was too early to be giving kids the freedom to be choosing their pronouns. Uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. We didn't dive into it because in the moment I kind of shied away. I am not an expert on this. I, this is not my domain. Uh, I kind of want to steer clear of these like hot, hot items, uh, culturally hot items just because it's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in things getting better, but I'm now posed with this dilemma of, okay, well, do I edit that out? Cause I don't, I didn't necessarily agree with what she said, but I'm also trying to do this real thing. And not that that many people are listening, but I've got, we have a couple hundred people following along regularly in this modern hominid thing, whatever it is. Uh, and it's growing and the voices we amplify, the media we consume matters. And not that this platform, Modern Hominid, is this big thing, but am I going to amplify a potentially toxic idea? Uh, it's just funny. Like, I'm, I'm seeing a little bit of the dilemma. The media and podcasters and writers are in these culture wars. What do you say? Uh, do we trim, edit, uh, sculpt these narratives, or do I just share the real thing? Uh... To touch back on that briefly, uh, I used to think like her. I was like, my first couple of years, I had quite a few students uh, changing, switching their pronouns, changing their names in the middle of the year. And I felt some internal pushback to it. I was like, come on. Like, I just felt like it was trendy. I felt like kids were doing it for attention. I felt like, yeah, some of their intentions were mis misaligned. <sighs> And part of me still feels like that's the case just with how many are exploring gender norms, are exploring toying with how they identify. Um, now, I see that gender is a social construct. Uh, biological sex is a real thing, you know, penises, vaginas, your reproductive organs. But gender, I'm a boy, I'm a girl. That is a construct we identify starting when we come out of the womb, according to our biological sex. And there you get given your blue, your blue blanket or your pink blanket. And boys get given trucks and girls get given Barbie dolls. And from there it unfolds these labels that manifest the direction for which you are going to develop as a human in some really good ways and some ways that definitely have room for improvement. So, yes, it is trendy at my school, the students, to be switching names, to be um, playing with their gender identity. And maybe, maybe some of them are doing it for attention. But in general, I think that's a good thing. I think that now is the time to play. Always, we should be questioning. Try it on. If you like it, keep wearing it. If it doesn't fit, okay. We can change. Uh, I think giving this space for uh, freedom to explore is necessary, especially given where we're at culturally and especially given the direction of progress. So I'm no wokester. I'm no social justice warrior. But the words we use matter. What we say, what we say matters. And 
I guess I'm a little bit afraid of being pinned as ignorant. Uh, I think counter, uh, sorry, cancel culture would have me be feeling that fear. But yeah, will people think I'm ignorant? Uh, don't know. <sighs> but it felt good, the interview this morning. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm faking it till I make it. <laughs> I'm LARPing it till I become it. And it felt good taking that leap. Uh, we did a one and done, boom, hit the record uh, and just let it flow. We, it puts a little bit of pressure on it that helps me tap into this demonic state, helps me tap into Shakti, helps me tap into flow. It's like pressure's on, time to step up, Elmat. And I like that, I wanna be on the hook. I want it to matter. And I want to get better at the one and done, boom, step in, tap in, let's go. Maybe that's because in my mind, I'm seeing this move towards a more in-person live event. Like I would love to be able to tell stories in person in the flesh. Uh, that would be cool. I would love to perform. I've always had this dream of performing in front of people. Maybe that's egoic, like, oh, check me out, check out my skills. But it just seems fun to have the pressure on, eyes on, and boom. That's uh, kind of what teaching is, in a sense. Uh, or maybe I just like the one take, one and done, because that's how life is. We only got one shot. There's no re-record. There's no edit. This is it. It's the real thing. In all its glory and all its flaws. So that's what we're doing. We're flowing here. We're tapping into the daemon. Starting to feel it a little bit more. And wow, does it help to be real, to be open, to have the pressure on, and to be vulnerable. I'm trying to wear a mask of vulnerability here, um, which I think is important in our culture right now, uh, especially for men. I think culturally we run into some issues as dudes who like to play with trucks and like the color blue we have been conditioned in such a way as to not tap into our feminine energy uh to suppress the feminine to lean so heavily into the masculine that we lose touch with our feelings emotions and some of the real aspects of being human some call it toxic masculinity these cultural narratives that get perpetuated uh one of my most common use uh words used in high school was pussy dude don't be such a pussy god you're such a little bitch we would always say that back and forth in our friend group uh the idea holding that by tapping into the feminine by becoming a little bit more in touch emotional feely feely uh you're a pussy and you're not a real man unless you show externally your strengths and you don't show any chinks in your armor. And we men are upheld to the standard of, we have to hold it down for the household and we can't show our flaws. And that, although well-intended that idea, that's not real. That's not sustainable. And we see it culturally shaking out. I even look at a lot of the older people in our culture, some of my parents' friends, and you look across the board and a lot of the moms are thriving. Oh, we got our book club and we're going to go dance and we're going to go. They're like living life uh, in this fun manner. And a lot of the dudes, at least at these social gatherings that I see them at, uh, 
parents who I whose kids I coach, etc. The dads are pretty locked up, crossed arms in the background, not fully knowing how to let loose and tap into the inner child and just live. And I think that is a product of yeah, some of these cultural norms surrounding masculinity. Cultural norms, the norm, how we do things here. People like us do things like this. People with penises do things like this. People with penises do not talk about their feelings and emotions, right? That is a cultural norm that I think has some some wiggle room to it that whew, has some room for improvement. Uh, and I guess I'm trying to embody it by being vulnerable and sharing that now, which feels a little bit against my ilk, a little bit against my mm, what feels right as a dude. But uh, yeah, trying to embody it. It seems funny to me <laughs> to be even on this little riff that I'm on. Like, I'm talking about how men have it hard. Come on, Lucas. Uh, when the real oppression is obviously towards women, right? Uh, <laughs> capitalistically, uh, work opportunities, salary, the salary gap, um, the fact that women are scared to walk alone through town, like the list is endless of ways that women have it tough in our society. Duh. So it seems funny to even be talking. Oh, sick, bird. That one's nice. It seems funny to even be talking about these uh, men's issues, but I do feel like men have been oppressed in a pretty messed up way, exactly how I'm talking about now. Like, okay, women have been oppressed with money and with opportunity in our economic system and all these other ways, but maybe men have been oppressed in the way that matters most, which is being able to tap into how we feel, self-awareness, emotional awareness, social skills. Uh, and it's trickling out in this patriarchal world, this toxic masculinity world led by men. It's trickling out in these different ways. It's men at the top who don't know how to deal with their internal stuff. And so they take it out on this fear-based agenda that they're... Right? These men in positions of leadership are afraid. Their egos are flew, flung, flung open. And it's fucking the rest of us over. So, I don't know. I just want to take a stab at that and give a little shout out to men's health. And men going on the difficult yet worthy journey of diving inward. Trying to understand ourselves better. So no, I'm not trying to say that men have it worse than women. Don't even need to compare, but just acknowledging that we got some room for growth, man, and it's up to us to change it. Uh, women didn't put this on us, although some women do play into the toxic masculinity, gender norm e stuff, but this is our problem that we perpetuated, we started with and then built a culture around and it's ours to I guess to start to alter hopefully maybe and that that belief there that is a belief that modern hominids hold as guys as girls as whatever you want to identify as uh, that is something we believe we are all feminists we are all humanists and humanists recognize that 
when the feminine thrives, the masculine thrives. When the masculine thrives, the feminine thrives. We need each other. Yin, yang, up, down, black, white. You cannot have black without white. You cannot have masculine without feminine. Uh, every single one of us humans contains within us masculine and feminine energy. Uh, masculine being more uh, goal-oriented, follow me, we're going into battle, aggressive, uh, in really cool ways. And feminine being more nurturing, more nourishing, more, I guess, motherly, I don't know. Um, but we all have these dualistic aspects within us, and we are all better off if we can learn how to tap into both the masculine and the feminine. It is easy for me to tap into my masculine and I have had to work hard to try to tap into my feminine, but I am more holistic because of it. And the modern hominid sees that both as a female and a male and whatever your gender identity is uh, because it's better that way. The more the individual thrives, the more the collective thrives. So here's to introspection. Here's to starting to break down the conditioning we have all been given. Here's to men's health. Here's to feminism. And here's to growth and to living in more alignment with the modern hominids that